1: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation.
2: Hoop yeah, we let that smooth jazz roll right over us. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Today in Sports Betting. It's Josh Millman. How you guys doing? Got a Friday episode for you. A lot of NBA action to cover. Got a weekend of sporting events coming up. Yeah, man. Lots to talk about on Today in Sports Betting. This is a HoopBall presentation. Hoop-Ball.com. But be sure to check us out. And with me every Friday... Kansas City's finest. I'm sure he'll catch a touchdown pass or two from Patrick Mahomes. Devin Ellington. Devin, what's up, man?
3: Oh, not much, Josh. Enjoying the buzz and the snow here in the Midwest. Lots of people excited. It's Friday. It's going to be a good weekend, and let's get to it.
2: Yeah, it's – God almighty. I I, I just know – I remember what it was like in the city when the Giants were in the Super Bowl, you know – like a few years back they're a terrible dysfunctional team now but like just man when they they took on the patriots in those two games just everyone was just like just chomping at the bit for the game to go I, i would imagine it's got to feel the same way out there right
3: oh yeah lots of people talking about going out to miami um you know, just tons of people trying to find tickets, talking about it, asking each other if they're going to go. It's it's a lot of buzz right now. And the city is a, it's a, it's a whole different shade of color right now.
2: Oh, I would imagine. Oh, that's got to be so exciting. Oh, I miss it. I miss it. I miss when my football team was worth a crap. <laughs> what can you do? Any case, enough about football. we got plenty of time before the big game comes. We've got a lot of hoops to cover, a big old slate including an international game, an early afternoon game. So we're going to try to hit that one up and get this pot out uh, before the Hornets and Bucks tip off from Patty. So we'll get to that. But before we do, we got to talk about mybookie.ag. You know how we do, everyone? Sign up with mybookie.ag. Use the promo code today. That's the word today, T-O-D-A-Y. Make sure you tell them HoopBall sent you by using that promo code. You get 50% of your money back on your initial deposit. You can bet whatever you want at mybookie.ag. The world's your oyster there. They've got, again, they've got NBA. They've got NHL. They'll have college sports. They've got wacky things like politics if you want to bet on that. They've got the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend. If you want to bet on the Royal Rumble, think about you know who's going to Who's going to stand tall in that 30 man Royal Rumble or 30 woman Royal Rumble, if you will? Uh, so be sure to use the promo code T O D A Y today when you go over to mybookie.ag. And again, tell them Hoopball sent you. And today, not the word today, but today through Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, there is a special promotion going on presented by your friends at Hoopball and mybookie.ag. Not only will you get 50% on your deposit when you use the promo code today. In addition to doing that, if you go over to mybookie.ag and use the promo code today, if you take a screenshot of your account homepage with the deposit in the account, having used the promo code today, and you send it to us on Twitter, at Hootball Gaming, or send it to me, at Josh Millman, to Devin or to Dan Bespris, whoever whoever you might want over at HoopBall, you're going to be entered to win in our HoopBall contest. You'll be entered to win a chance to win your deposit back. We're like giving away free money here, and all you have to do is sign up for mybookie.ag with the promo code today. So, again, if you screenshot your account homepage with the deposit already in your account and you send it over to us, We will enter you for a chance to win your initial deposit back. It's up to $200 for your deposit back. And you have from today, actual today, not the word today, until Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time to enter that contest. So, again, go over to mybookie.ag, use the promo code TODAY today, send us a screenshot with your account homepage, and you will get a chance to win your deposit back up to $200. We are literally trying to give you free money as long as you sign up with mybookie.ag. This is how our partnership is going to grow with them. This is how Hoopball grows. This is how mybookie.ag grows. So we're excited about this. So go, if you're listening to this, go sign up. If you're on Twitter, go hit us up as well. Thank you again to the folks at mybookie.ag. We appreciate your continued partnership. Devin. Let's get to hoops. We got hoops, baby. All right. Big old slate, as we discussed. Uh, I will tee these games up as we move along. Uh, The first one, as we mentioned there, is some afternoon basketball. Three o'clock Eastern time tip-off as the Charlotte Hornets take on the Milwaukee Bucks from Paris, France in one of the NBA's international games. Right now, it looks like the Bucks are favored by 13 and a half in this one. Over under here is 219, 219 and a half. Let's just say these are two teams that are pretty much the polar opposites of each other right now. Milwaukee is staking their claim as the best team in the league. They're, they won nine out of the last ten, seven in a row. They're, and, and they're doing it. They're destroying teams. They, their average margin of victory on the season is, is 12.6. In their last three, it's been 12.7. Over their last five games, they own a 15.3 net rating. And on the flip side of the coin, the Charlotte Hornets, in their last five games, are dead last in the NBA in net rating. Minus 13.9. That's brutal. The Hornets have on a losing streak of their own. They've lost seven in a row to have a mirror image of the Bucks' seven game win streak. And now they have to travel to a foreign country to play the hottest team in the league. It smells like a recipe for disaster. And then when you add the fact that this game is in Paris, France, and mind you, we'll, we'll freely say that Nick Batum is... is you know, Frenchman, it's kind of a homecoming for him, but it's Nick Batum. I don't think he's going to be affecting the game this much. But conversely, the Bucks have some guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's from Greece. Greece is kind of near France, and I would imagine that he's going to have some, some kind of contingent with him and a little bit of added motivation to play, given that, you know, he's kind of close to home. And he was just named all-star captain. So I don't know, with the line 13 and a half and teams going kind of in complete opposite directions for you, Devin, how are you reading this game? Or or am I just like looking too much into that, just with the wild swings of these two teams?
3: You know, I think you're right on it. I really do like the fact that Giannis is going to be able to play for a European crowd. Um, One thing I'll throw out there is if you find a points Uh, prop bet for him and it's going to be around the 30 to uh, 35 range I think you mashed the over on that I could see him dropping a 40 burger um two different franchises here and one has more veterans than the other I think the travel is going to affect both teams however so the under is going to be a little bit in play for me as far as you know the teams being jet lagged and traveling and all that good stuff um to add to Milwaukee's already elite defense. I I could see Charlotte struggling to score 90 points in this game. The cover of um, the spread at 13 and a half, 14, wherever you find it, it's at 14 right now at my bookie. Um, I don't think that's gonna be an issue whatsoever for Milwaukee, just because of how great their defense really is. And the last time these two teams played back in November, it, granted, it was a little while ago, but the final score was 137-96. They covered the 14 points very easily, and um, it, it was just a uh, complete opposite ends of the spectrum kind of game. Milwaukee is obviously the top of the class. Charlotte, not so much. So this one's a pretty easy one for me. It's Milwaukee or bust. going to lean that under, and, and if you find a uh, Giannis, Total points but around 33 34 um anywhere between 30 and 35 really i'm gonna take the over
2: on that also yeah i dig the prop bet there i like that yeah just i i how do you bet against a motivated Giannis?
0: You it's don't it's hard to you, you don't, don't. Yeah.
2: you don't that's that that's the a motivated Giannis is probably the scariest player in the nba hands down hands down it's crazy so yeah I, i'm not afraid of the points here either I like Milwaukee in this one. Um, I do – yeah, I, I will lean under with you also. I'm not, I'm a little bit more cautious about that because just Charlotte's defense is atrocious. So, you know, but um, I hear you about the jet lag. So, But, uh, I, again, I think a motivated Giannis is what kind of tilts this for, for me as well. So I agree with you there. Uh, nice to be on the same page in this one. Uh, we will uh, move on. To our next game, I've got Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies, taking on the Detroit Pistons in Detroit. Uh, right now, I'm seeing that game as one, one and a half in favor of the home team, the Detroit Pistons. And, you know, we, we've we been burned recently by, by the Grizzlies. It's been kind of crazy. Last week, uh, we were... Kind of like really beating the door down with Memphis. And, um, you know, they did not cover against the Cavs and they've now proceeded to drop two in a row. Um, I lost my head to head bet with Ira and the Grizzlies didn't help there when they dropped a 10 point loss at home to the Pelicans. And they followed up with that up with going it to the road against the Celtics and getting annihilated. And now they got to go to Detroit, and Detroit, well, I don't know, Detroit's just all over the map. Detroit is one of those teams where like I don't even know what's going to happen on a game to day basis. It's crazy. Like they uh, Detroit's capable of just absolutely dismantling teams or they're just capable of just laying just complete duds. Somehow they demolished the Kings by 21 on their home court on Wednesday. Not to say the Kings are all that great. It's just, you know, 21 point shellacking is still something to make you take notice. That was on the heels of another 33 point shellacking in in Atlanta. And that was, again, it's Atlanta. That's nothing to write home about, but they were dominant in those two games sandwiched in between those two games was an, Utter letdown in Washington where they lost by six. So I don't know this. I, I really don't know what to think about with this Detroit team. So the heater that the Grizzlies were on were is kind of over. And now we're kind of like, I, you know, even the one, one and a half feels like, yeah, it's it's a it's a coin flip. The over-under, I'm seeing uh, 229. So, I, Devin, like, I'm talking through this, and I'm like, I have no idea what to do with this game. None.
3: Help yeah, the, me out here. The, the Pistons are a really weird team, especially as of late. One thing I'm going to hang my hat on is the fact that they are getting Drummond back for tonight, so that whole theory of fading the team that's getting a star back comes into play. Mm-hmm. And then not to mention – that they still are one of the worst teams. They're third last in or second to last in the NBA of uh against the spread record. And Memphis is uh, you know, they cooled off a little bit, but you know, they they had some uh pretty tough games. You know, they caught New Orleans when they were very very hot. Uh Boston is always a tough one to uh get a win against, especially in Boston. Um, you know, they did beat some Fifth competition when they were on that heater. They beat Houston and San Antonio. They went against a tough defensive Phoenix team. They beat the Clippers. So you know this team can win. They're six and three against their spread against spread in their last nine, and six and two in their last eight against Detroit specifically, mm-hmm. and um, ten and one against the spread in their last eleven games when playing on the road against Detroit. And so I really like. Memphis getting a point here. I might even sprinkle a little something on the money line. Mm. Um, Detroit's 9 and 13 at home against the spread. So, you know, the back and forth, Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing that Detroit does, it, you know, it worries me a little bit. But needless to say, um, it's still Detroit. The more talented team is Memphis, in my opinion. And I feel very confident. In the fact that Memphis will win this game outright. So by that being said, they'll obviously cover that plus one, plus one and a half if they win outright. I want to, you know, see if folks are going to maybe buy up that line a little bit to a two, two and a half, just to make myself even more comfortable. But right now, you know, I'm going to lean Memphis plus one and the money line. It's not an official play for me, but that is where I will be if I do put something on this game.
2: Yeah, I was feeling a lean with Memphis as well. But it's really it's, – again, it's just Detroit and just – I, I really just don't know what to expect from them on a game, game basis. I do think that, that the Grizzlies can bounce back here. Uh, I'm with you on the lean towards Memphis. And really when you put it in the perspective of just how well they've been against the spread and just how terrible Detroit's been against the spread at home, just you know play the numbers. Right. Yeah, right. Simple as that. Play the numbers. You know, and that would lead lead us both to Memphis in that regard. So I'm with you on that. We cool to move on? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got the Boston Celtics taking on the Orlando Magic in Orlando. Orlando is what are they? They're favored by a point. Yeah, they're they are giving up a point to the 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 visiting Celtics. This is an over-under of 213, kind of a low 212 and a half I'm seeing on my bookie right now. Um, I, you know, I'm not really – both teams – obviously both teams good defensive teams, so that's why your over-under is kind of low. Boston right now is pretty banged up. Um, you've got – Ennis Cantor is going to be out, ruled out. looks like he's got a foot injury that might he might miss a few games with. Jason Tatum is questionable. Jalen Brown's questionable. Um, Both. I don't know that their injuries are super serious, but I would, I guess, I don't know. I I would imagine that that Boston isn't going to want to risk anything, particularly with Tatum uh, because Tatum's is a groin injury and I don't think anyone wants there to be soft tissue injuries exacerbated uh, to their star players. Uh, Orlando looks to be at full strength and, you know, both teams have been, you know, Boston had been kind of lousy for a little while, but, uh, they've won two in a row ever since that I called them out on, on them being lousy and the magic on the other hand, they're kind of all over the map five and five in their last 10 kind of hit or miss. Destroying the Hornets, then losing at home to the Thunder. Drop, you know, they they just got back from a road trip, you know, out west. So this is another hard one for me to judge. This also feels a bit like a coin flip. Two defensive teams with the, some of the Celtics injuries kind of playing a factor here, and you know, it's not as if Ennis Cantor was a defensive standout, you know, before being injured. But you know, it could be a game that. Nick Vucevic kind of has his way in the paint if he really wanted to against Celtics front court. Uh, Devin, this feels like another one where, again, I'm not really sure either which way. I feel like this is a stay away for me. I'm not sure how you feel
1: about it.
3: Yeah, you know, I wouldn't, uh, you know, discriminate you if you chose this as a stay away game. It is a little bit of a coin flip. I also feel a little less confident about it. But it's kind of like the uh, Detroit and um, Memphis game that we just talked about, where the team that I think is going to win outright is catching the point. So to me, it almost feels like it—it's a trap in a weird way. You know, if my guts telling me something about these kinds of lines and a team I like, I usually get a little uh, iffy about it, just because you know sometimes your gut can be wrong, but. Orlando against the spread at home is 9 12 and 1. And uh, Boston's 12 7 and 1. I know they got some injuries, but they do have some depth. You know, Marcus Smart playing more minutes is never a bad idea. He's a good defensive player. They got Brad Wanamaker as far as the guard goes. They still got Gordon Hayward out there. Um, Kimball Walker. They also have the Williams uh, quote unquote twins Robert and Grant mm-hmm. Williams for their big. I Man depth and is unhealthy. So I mean he's no he's the better defensive piece versus uh, Ednis Cantor for sure. So maybe he helps out on Vooch a little bit more. Both teams have some positive against the spread trends as of late. You know, Orlando's eight and four in their last twelve. But Boston specifically against Orlando is one and four in their last five against the spread. But, uh, you know, it's one of those, you know, you can put a good and a bad in each column for each team, and it will probably be dead even. Um, I think this will be a very close game. But, you know, my inclination is to go with Boston. They're the better team. Um, They have more talent. And as far as coaching goes, we all know how I feel about coaching. You know, I like Brad Stevens. So I think he's got his team locked in. Um, They're going to get past these injuries and uh, squeak out maybe like a three, four-point road victory that they need. You know, this will be a big one for them to get to uh stay where they are as far as the Eastern Conference standings.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with all that. It's just that there, there's just a lot of conflicting information with both of these two teams. And I think that, you know, Jalen Brown or Tatum being ruled out may sway this line. I wonder if, if one of the two of them doesn't get ruled out. The line moves to like, I don't know, two, two and a half Mm -hmm. that may help a little bit. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm with you though. Like I, on paper, I would say it's Boston, but there's plenty of conflicting information there just in terms of just how they've been playing recently, how they've been doing against the spread. So I'm with you for just me. It's a pure stay away. If, you know, if, if you're feeling daring, we certainly lean Boston in this one. I agree with that. Um, but, um, Still a lot of information to, to, to kind of have to process before tip-off, before we can make the determination. So all we would say is then just keep your eye on the news. And if you want to play the game, just you know see how that line shifts based on the Tatum and Jalen Brown news. Absolutely. All right. We will press on. We've got the Toronto Raptors visiting Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks. The line right now... Looks like eight and a half in favor of the Raptors. I see it as low as seven and a half in some other places. Eight and a half on my bookie right now. Uh, Over under 216. 216 and a half. Again, this is another game where we're just dealing with polar opposites. Knicks have lost. Well, they haven't lost this. They have not on a streak. They dropped their last one. Uh, against the Lakers, they did try to play them tough, um, but they beat the Cavs in Cleveland. But since then, they've been—they're only two and eight in their last ten. Uh, the Knicks against the spread at home are actually five hundred—not that bad. Whereas the Toronto Raptors are ten nine and two against the spread on the road, and they are fully healthy. They seem to be locked and loaded, you know, just some minor injuries around the fringes. Patrick McCaw's out. Again, it's one of those things where like you know you look at the the you know the line, which is eight and a half, and, and theoretically speaking, the Raptors are like having won five in a row now, you'd have to imagine that they are you know they can win this game by eight. But at the same time, there's always a chance for a Knicks back door. How are you feeling about this one? I feel I would feel pretty confident about the Raptors in this one. But again, this is why I'm coming to you, Devin, because you're the expert here.
3: <laughs> well, that's a, that's a whole lot of pressure there, Johnson. Don't, don't put that GG on me. <laughs> no, 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 I won't do that. You know, uh, to be quite frank, this is actually going to be a stay-away game for me. And it's just recency bias. You know, Toronto has been doing really great lately. They're healthy. They're playing so well. But they burned me really bad with that Atlanta game. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm just getting rendezvous and double vision with this again. I, I don't want to see it happen. I This is a game I feel like they can win by, you know, 12 to 15 points. But, you know – For me personally, with my personal heart invested, I'm staying away from this one. If I was going to pick something, it's going to be the under. We all know how well defensively uh, Toronto plays. Um, And the Knicks at home in the garden, just surprising, because all these players come in and score all those points and all that good stuff in the garden. Uh, They're 7-15 to the under at home. Um, Interesting, yeah. You know, put an elite defensive team in there. and, you you know, you kind of have yourself uh, a pretty good recipe for an under. And uh, Toronto, you know, as far as going on the road and their over-under record, they're 10-10-1. and So, you know, it, it's a stay-away game for me uh, right now. I, I just, um, you know, if the line gets bought down a little bit, down to six, six and a half, I'd feel a lot better about it. But this eight, eight and a half, it's not doing anything really for me
2: yeah i get that recency bias thing we did i we said the same thing you know with atlanta atlanta's terrible and you know ah oh, no problem the raptors are red hot and yeah and of course they we got burned yeah. and it, you know the credit to the hawks they didn't quit and toronto blew a pretty significant fourth quarter lead and it cost a lot of people some money yes it's, and it's it's one of those things where it's like uh, you know what if they get up comfortably in the fourth quarter and they just you know decide you know what it's fine we got this, and they just you know turn off the afterburners, then yeah the Knicks could come in and squeak squeak in it'll look a lot closer. But even even though the game really wasn't that close to begin with, right? So that's right. a pretty that's a pretty significant fear. I, I'm with you on that one. And yeah that 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 Hawks game is standing out in my mind too. Um, so, I, I mean, but look, again, on paper, they should destroy the Knicks. It's Absolutely. just, you know, it, it's just whether or not they stick to that formula. Maybe they've learned their lesson a little bit. But, yeah, it, it's just – it's a little bit of recency bias there with that Hawks game. I'm with you. Uh, I would avoid it, but, you know, gun to my head, I, I, would, I would lay the points with the Raptors on this one. That's just me speaking. Um, we shall – Press on. The Sacramento Kings traveling to Chicago to take on the Bulls. We've got that one at two and a half, it looks like. Yes, two and a half in favor of the uh, – excuse me, in favor of the home team. Two really lousy teams, man, just taking taking on each other. Just – the Bulls, though, have at least – you know, they're trying. I feel like you know they're one of those teams that are kind of hard to like figure out, you know, because they, there's some effort in there. And the Bulls, as kind of like you know, Jim Boylan does this a lot. You know, he'll he'll put his name out in the press, like I believe in my guys, and, and then they tend to respond to that, you know. Whereas the Kings right now are a disaster. The Kings, oh my God, the Kings, just poor Brewski. I can't believe he has to deal with this team. <laughs> just losers of their last six, as we mentioned, they got absolutely hammered by the Pistons. They're on this long road trip right now. And, you know, they're still in the middle of it. They kind of wrap it up in Minnesota on Monday. But the Bulls, you know, I get it. I mean, I get why they're two and a half. Yeah, two two and a half point favorites in this one because the Kings just look atrocious. There's a whole lot of bad vibes coming from that team. But what I will say is that the Kings are 13 and 10 against the spread on the road, the Bulls are 11 and 13 against the spread at home. So, again, is this a potential trap here? The, the Kings did play tough against the Heat, they took them to OT. That was another game that burned me in uh, my head-to-head with Ira. What do you think about this one, Devin? This 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 also feels like a trap's been laid.
3: Yeah, so first things first, um, we all here know that I love my first quarter, first half kind of bets. I feel like it takes a little bit of the risk out. Um, as far as the uh, first quarter over-under records, the Kings and the Bulls, uh, respectively, the Kings are uh, 14 and 30 to the under, oh. and the Bulls are 12 and 34 to the under. Oh my god! And um, at home, 7 and 17 to the under, and then for the Kings on the road, 9 and 14 to the under. Both of them are 4 and 6 to the under in their last 10. So, you know where I'm gonna be on this. Oh, <laughs> wow, yeah. uh, first, first quarter uh, under, I believe it's gonna be set right around 55 if I'm not taking a check here. I just want to make sure. Um but you know these teams get off to pretty slow starts and it's a you know it's a bunch of young guys and they're all just trying to take these shots to get hot real quick and get off to this crazy blistering bolstering start but you know it just never really pans out. Uh, yeah so right now I'm seeing 56 for the first quarter over under. And I'm going to mash the under on that just because of what I just said. These teams just get off to such slow starts, and they don't really um, make a lot of shots starting the game off. Now, you know, as far as the full game goes, I actually, you know, there's some value in the Bulls' money line for me, and I've actually locked that bet in also. Um, They're playing better right now. I think – Without Bagley being in there for the Kings and Holmes, you know, they just lose a little bit of their identity as far as what they are as a team. The Bulls, uh, their home record uh, is uh, 10 and 14, you know, just straight up. If I see a close spread like this, I always like to default over to the home record to see, you know, how comfortably they play at home. And the Kings are a terrible road team, 7 and 16, Um, we already talked about their against the spread numbers but uh, the Bulls just I think they have a couple more pieces as far as offensive weapons go and um, if anyone's going to squeak out another extra bucket or two to maybe help get over the hump of that spread or getting a win in general I think it's going to be the Bulls in this one but uh, for me definitely first quarter under 56 is my absolute play on this
2: I like it I like it yeah the kings are just a disaster and like you said Holmes still out bagley's out and if you follow bruski on twitter like it, it's basically everything is just hey look at how terrible Manjabi Elites' defense is yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 always humorous to see this team torture pure, uh, poor bruski um yeah i i'm with you on the under on the first quarter like i would imagine that both teams are going to throw up some bricks early on and and neither one of these teams are act, are lighting the league on fire recently you know both teams are bottom third teams in terms of offensive rating over their last five so yeah this this game could be, that under could stay pretty consistent even even throughout the whole game um i'm with you on just kind of you know playing safe towards the home team here yeah i think you nailed this one Devin. just that's um yeah, you know, I think those are solid plays all around. We shall jump ahead. The Atlanta Hawks traveling to Oklahoma City to take on the thunder. Big line in this one. Big, big, big line in this one. Um, I'm seeing it at eleven in favor of the thunder. Over under is two twenty four and a half. I don't know if it's any different on my bookie right now. Um, but that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, that's a that's a big spread. But again, at the same time, the Hawks are just, oh, my God, another team that's just like, you know, just unwatchable recently.
3: Not to mention Trey Young is questionable.
2: Yes, this is very true. I mean, he's just been dinged up recently. So this is kind of like tough to to really see, you know, the Trey Young news is really going to kind of you know, determine that Stephen Adams is also questionable for this one, but I don't think yeah. do that really yeah. changes things very much. Cause New Orleans Noel is very capable of, of manning the Ford at, at center. Uh, Alex Len is probable for the Hawks. Just, uh, I, this, this is just look, look. it looks, look, it feels like a case of good team versus bad team. And I think that's just kind of how this line is being set. The Hawks did shock the Clippers, but the Clippers played with no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, You know, it was one of those games where they were just like, ah, you know, who cares? We're just resting our guys because it was on the uh, back end end of a back-to-back. So I'm not paying too much mind in that. And, again, they did play tough against the Raptors where the Raptors built up that lead, but they chipped away at it and made us all look like fools. So I don't know if this is going to be another one of those instances where – yeah, the Thunder can can build up a lead against a, you know what seems like a lifeless Hawks team, but all it takes is Trey Young playing and catching fire for things to kind of turn on a dime in this one. I don't know. I don't know, Devin. What do you got? What thoughts do you have for me on this game?
3: So nothing too uh, extensive here. If Trey Young's out, I'm taking the points, or I'm laying the points with the Thunder. If he plays, it's a stay-away game for me. Mm -hmm. And that's probably how I'm going to approach this one. You know, either way, Trey Young being in or out, I feel very comfortable with the Thunder winning this game and winning heftily, probably by about, uh, say, 12 to 16 points. But, you know, Trey Young, you just never know. You know, we saw what he did in the fourth quarter against the Raptors. And it's just one of those things that, it, it gives me the heebie-jeebies, and um, if Trey Young's out, I'm taking the points uh, with the. Or I'm sorry, I, I did it again. I'm laying the points with the Thunder. Um, if he's in, I'm gonna punt this game. Yeah, and that's just how I feel about it. I think that makes
2: sense. I, I just, you know, the 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 alternate theory is is just play the game now at at ten and a half eleven before they rule out Trey Young. And the line shifts uh, to like 12, 13 or what have you. Because the truth of the matter is the Hawks are eight and 15 on the road against the spread. Mm. Whereas the Thunder are 13 and 10 at home and they've been 30 and 15 all year against the spread. So it's not as if the Thunder aren't capable of just demolishing this team. So there might be some food for thought for just you know deciding you know what we'll lay the you know we'll cautiously lay the points on this one whether or not Trey Young is in here. And if he's ruled out, well we got ourselves a bargain basically. Yeah.
3: And just one other thing to throw out there. I know it was a good while ago. I I'm not sure who was in or who was out there in this last game that they played, but just back when uh Oh, no, no, that's going way back. So I'm going to throw that out the window. I
2: thought it was this year. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Fair enough. All right. We're backtracking. No big deal. So, all right. Well, we'll we'll just call this a lean to the opening line on the Thunder. And hopefully you can get your bets in before the Trey Young news breaks, whether or not he plays uh, in this one, because that will kind of make or break the line there. So get your bets in now if you want. And with that, we'll press on. We've got the Houston Rockets taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Game right now is five and a half in favor of the Houston Rockets. Again, the, the Rockets haven't exactly set the world on fire either. Uh, they've been struggling recently. It's uh, been a little bit back and forth. They're kind of they're a five hundred team over the past, you know, ten games. It's not as if, yeah, again, they're not setting the world on fire here. Kind of like a middling offensive team, net rating of minus 2.8 over their last five games. Defense has largely been atrocious. It's not exactly, yeah, it's, it's not exactly a ringing endorsement of the Houston Rockets. At the same time, the Minnesota Timberwolves have basically gone into the tank. They've lost their last seven, two and eight in their last 10. And they're, they're, they're getting destroyed. They're getting absolutely destroyed. Average margin of, uh, of defeat. In their last three games is by over eight points. This just looks like a lifeless team right now. And I don't know, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, his name has kind of been in the rumor mill where, Gerson Rosas had to come out and say, yeah, we're not trading Carl Anthony towns, you know, but this team is kind of going nowhere and going nowhere fast. They just traded away Jeff Teague. I, you know, I'm sure there are more moves to come for this team. I don't know if there's an end in sight here. And even though this, this looks feels to me like this is kind of the ideal spot for Houston to kind of like pick up some momentum again, but then again, the Rockets are only nine and twelve on the road against the spread, and they're dealing with some issues of their own. So, Devin, help me figure this one out.
3: Yeah, so this is actually one of my more favorite uh, plays on the slate, in my opinion. The uh, Houston team here has a lot more firepower than Minnesota. You know, last time that these teams played, I picked uh, Houston to cover, and that was at ten and You know, I I always talk about how Houston doesn't cover big spreads, especially. So I always bag on them a little bit. But this was a game, last time they played, I saw it, and there was just no way that Minnesota was going to be able to, you know, contend with them as far as the uh, offensive output. And nothing has changed, really, since that last game. They played on January 11th, and the final score was 139-109. to Yeah. Minnesota, I believe, is the worst team against the spread at home at 515 and 1. So it's very, very lopsided in that regard. So the Rockets being slightly under uh, 500 on the, against the spread sector um, on the road, it scares me a little less. Not to mention they have zero guys on the injury report. So they'll, they'll have their depth, you know, having guys like PJ Tucker and Daniel House. Um, Hartenstein, uh, Clinton Capella, you know they—they're going to have a lot of different ways that they can attack this Minnesota team. And uh, man, Minnesota's just—I—I'm not sure what really happened with them, but you know, just recently in their last 16 games, they're 3 and 13 against the spread uh, in their last 16 at home. So it's—it's it's a long enduring, um, effortless streak here for Minnesota. So I'm very comfortable with this five, five and a half number. I would be even, you know, comfortable with it going up to like, you know, six or seven. Um, if, if there is some shift on the market, but um, yeah, I would say get this five or five and a half while you can right now and uh, roll with it. You know, Westbrook, I see him having a triple double. I could see Harden get him a good 35, 40 burger, Clint Capella, maybe a 20 or uh, 15, 15 game. So, um, too much firepower for the Rockets, in my opinion. Here,
2: yeah, I'm with you. This feels like just one of those games where, like you said, this feels like either a Russell Westbrook like monster video game type triple double, or James Harden just going off and dropping like a 40 50 burger or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you know, that, I mean, just because they have no answers for for those two guys, like none. And and like you said, this just this just feels like a lifeless Wolves team. That just has been just getting outmanned constantly at home, uh, especially against the spread. So yeah, this is, that is pretty appetizing when we put it that way. Um, I just don't love the way Houston's been playing collectively. But like you said, they're full. You know, every so often, you know, they need games to kind of recalibrate and figure themselves back out. This feels like a golden opportunity for that. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I like the Rockets on this one. Uh, they can cover five, five and a half. Because again, if you put them on paper, the Rockets should beat the Wolves by that amount. So that's, um, you know, hopefully they'll they'll be able to cover there. So I'm with you on that one. I like that. We'll jump ahead to the Denver Nuggets taking on the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. Pels are three and a half point favorites over under 229 and a half. Oh boy. Game two of the Zion experience.
3: I'm that was, excited. Uh, that was something. That, that was, was that was special. That was fun to watch. That um, was
2: special. I I and I just wonder now. Like I I I don't remember what the line was on on that game. On the I believe Pelicans it was game.
3: Two and a half or three in favor of the Pelicans.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the Spurs pulled that one out. The Spurs have been low key pretty good, though. Um, you know, whereas the Nuggets have kind of been low key, not so good. They are extremely banged up. The Nuggets only six and four in their last ten. They dropped their last one against uh, the Rockets, the aforementioned Rockets. They got pretty much. They got dominated in that game. Um, yeah, they've dropped two of their last three. And they struggled against the Warriors of all teams uh, not that long ago as well. Whereas, yeah, like we said, the Pelicans have been playing good ball. They're also six and four in their last 10. And again, it's the Zion experience. There's been a lot of excitement, obviously, and for obvious reasons. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think that there is, you know, I think they're still trying to figure out, you know, the best ways to obviously deploy him. They want to be careful with him, but, you can see the ceiling, and it's not. And, and <laughs> based on what he can do and how he can take over a game, I mean, that it can really go any which way. And right now, the Nuggets are very, very banged up. Very banged up. No Millsap, no Jamal Murray, Gary Harris is questionable, Michael Porter Jr. is questionable, no Mason Plumlee in this one. I have no idea. Who's going to guard Zion Williamson in this game? None. Like the the and and Derek Favors should play in this one too. The the Pelicans front court could have their way in this. So I don't know. I, I mean, it doesn't seem like all that much to lay down. Denver's still a tough team, but they got a lot working against them in this one, Devin.
3: They sure do. Um, Not to mention JJ Reddick and Josh Hart are both probable. So I mean, this Pelicans team is going to be at the most full strength they've been all year. And don't forget that they have guys on the bench like you know Etwan Moore, Jackson Hayes. They still have Nikhil Alexander Walker. This is a deep young team with sprinkles of veteran leadership in there. Drew Holiday is just a great point guard in this league. He's going to. Uh, I, I could see his assist totals going through the roof with um, Zion coming in now. You know, he's going to be able to find Zion driving to the bucket, one dribble, uh, bump his guy out of the way, and dunk it in. You know, it's, yeah. he's probably going to increase Drew Holiday's assist numbers by at least one and a half a game just alone. This is um, it's a little bit of a weird one. You know, it's a small line, even though Denver has so many guys out. And I'm I'm just trying to figure that one out. You know, it's it, it smells a little fishy to me. All the predicted scores that I've been able to find and all the metrics that I've ran and seen, you know, still has Denver winning by eight. And I'm so, <laughs> I, I don't understand. Um, Denver is um, reeling against the spread you know they're pretty bad you know they're 19 22 and 3 but they've actually had a recent uh, run of numbers against the spread to kind of boost that number from what it was they're 0 and 6 in their last six against new orleans uh against the spread new this new orleans team is firing right now they're 8 and 2 in their last 10 against the spread they're looking at a playoff spot Um, I actually took a futures ticket out before the season started for the Pelicans to make the playoffs. Mm. So I'm rooting on them uh, to win this game tonight. Um, This is one of those that, when I was looking at the number last night, it was three, it was three and a half. And it's already from what I'm seeing, there's in some spots, four and a half. Mm. Uh, So I think people are excited for the Pelicans also uh, in general in the market out there. I'm probably going to have to stay away from this one just because I want to enjoy it. I want to watch this New Orleans team just click and fire, see what Zion does, see how JJ Redick plays with them. You know, it, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Denver's a pretty solid defensive team, but I want to see how New Orleans handles their own, how they integrate all the guys. You know, it's still just the second game. And, um, yeah, this, th- those metrics and predicted scores that I've seen are kind of pushing me away from it a little bit. So I'm going to leave this one alone and just enjoy the New Orleans team.
2: I get that. I really do. Because I think if you take out the Zion factor, like what do you do? What, like I'll, I'll throw some that, and I'm not asking you to handicap, but I kind of am here. If Zion just wasn't playing, what uh-huh. do you think this line would be?
3: I think it'd probably still be in favor of New Orleans by like a point or yeah, you know, that's maybe what I was two. Thinking.
2: Like maybe like just a slight lean to the home team, and that's it.
3: Yeah, yeah, but that you know that's just because of how banged up Denver is. Yeah, you know it's um, in some bet you might be able to find a plus one if that were the case, just because Vegas is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna enjoy this game.
2: Yeah, you know. it's just like you said. It's it's a lot of conflicting information. If I had to pick, I guess a team here, I would stick with the Pelicans. Um, I don't. I mean, three and a half doesn't feel like a whole big mountain to climb, uh, but uh, and I, I really just think it's a factor of like the, the Nuggets are going to have to dig deep in this one, and I'm a little bit concerned about that because mm-hmm. I don't know that I tr- like. Whereas last year, like their bench was great. It hasn't. Quite panned out the same this year for them. Um, like you said, it's, it's still too much conflicting information for me to feel committed to either which way, but I would say that I'd probably, Oh, a small percentage favor, uh, new Orleans, even with the three and a half. Mm. Uh, so I will, that that's again, if I felt anything about the game, but that's just, you know, again, just throwing that out there for you hoop ballers. Um, I'll jump ahead again just before we do just again real quick go sign up for mybookie.ag get 50% on your initial deposit and then screenshot it screenshot it send it to us and you'll get entered for a chance to win your deposit back up to $200 so just a reminder that we have that contest going on us hoop ballers in partnership with mybookie.ag so again if you made it this far go enter stop stop listening put us on pause go sign up and then come back and listen to the remainder, because we still got more games to cover. The Clippers traveling to Miami to take on the Heat at eight o'clock. We've got the Clippers being favored by it looks like two and a half, three. Um, yeah, you know, this you know Kawhi Leonard will be back again. It's not not a back-to-back issue, so he's going to be playing in this one. No Paul George again. The seemingly – you know, it's hard to get a read on – I mean, look, Kawhi Leonard has just been just dominant, just absolutely dominant without Paul George in the lineup. Patrick Beverly is, is doubtful as well. Um, you know, so when he takes on the load, he, he can just take over games. He's, he's a specimen, and there's no question about that. The Clippers, though, on the road, eh, not all that great. Not all that great. Only 12 and 10 straight up and, and 10 and 12 against the spread. Now, on the flip side of things, Jimmy Buckets is questionable for this one. So that that's a major factor. Uh, he's got knee soreness. Um, so this may be one of those instances where, like we said about the Trey Young news, you may need to pounce on the line if Butler's ruled out on this one. Uh, Over-under is 221.5. Uh, Devin, where are you taking me in this game?
3: So I, man, so I really wish I knew if Jimmy Butler is playing. Uh, Gordon Dragic is questionable, also as well as Kendrick Nunn. So the Heat are going to be down a couple guys potentially. One thing that I will put out there is the Heat at home. Their record this year, or they're they're twenty and one and the clippers are just a shade over 500 as an away team and against the spread the heater 24 18 and 2 and 14 16 and 1 at home i believe it i mean there's a good chance of uh i i think there's a good chance that jimmy butler does play this is a this is probably a, the most heavyweight uh marquee matchup On the slate. And um, this is probably going to be my favorite game to keep an eye on other than the um, New Orleans game to see how that Pelicans team matches. But the Clippers are three and six in their last nine against the spread. Uh, You know, they're getting some guys back, you know, Kawhi, you know, it was just rest. So it wasn't anything crazy. But again, fading the team that gets a star back. Patrick Beverly left the game, their their last game, with his groin issue, but he's upgraded to questionable. He was doubtful. Um, So keep an eye on him as well. If he's out, then um, I still like getting the points with the Heat. This is going to be a really good close game. I think it's going to come down to a last-second bucket, some late execution. Um, if Jimmy Butler plays for sure, lock it in plus two and a half for me um, for the heat, I honestly think that the heat have a great shot at winning this outright. Um, the heat are so tough to beat at home, and Eric Spolstra is a great coach. He's got them playing real solid. Um, so it's these injuries are what's making it hard for me right now, but if if I get Jimmy Butler, and Patrick Beverly sits. That's a no-brainer, you know, to take the points with the Heat for me. Um, so, I, I would even try to find some value on the money line out there if uh, we get some good injury news.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. The Heat are great at home, well-coached. And not to say the Clippers aren't, you know. It's just they're, they're a little more banged up. There was, you know, the the stuff in the rumor mill about there being some locker room, Um you know, discontent out in LA being that they're, they're getting, you know, acclimated to having, you know, the, I guess the star treatment, if you will, for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if that's really playing anything or if that's just, you know, kind of just media, just throwing things out there uh, this time of year. But I'm with you. Like that Miami's just tough at home. Two really great teams, Jimmy Butler. I, I look, if I had to guess, I think he'd play, uh, I don't think that Miami is one of those teams that are like, uh, we're going to be cautious about it. I think if he can play, he's going to play, and he's going to play well. Uh, yeah. So I like that. Like just that, them them being home team dogs just to me smells like opportunity. So I, I, I'm with you on that.
3: Yeah. You know, and they're not ever really a dog in general. Um, but when they are, they're seven and eight. But you can guarantee that. Uh, a lot of those games, being an underdog, they were playing against the likes of, you know, like Milwaukee or some yeah. of the more topper echelon teams in the NBA.
2: Right, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, we're going to. We got two more games. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, Phoenix and the Suns traveling to San Antonio. Uh, I'm seeing four, four and a half right now in favor of the home Spurs. Two twenty-five and a half is the over/under. Spurs, again, like I said, Spurs have been low-key pretty good. They haven't been bad. They won three in a row, six and four in their last ten, uh, including, like we said, uh, taking out, you know, with, withstanding the Zion run in New Orleans. Um, and the Spurs, most recently, the game prior to, to withstanding Zion, also withstood the Suns in Phoenix. Mm-hmm beating them 120 to 118. The Suns were favored in that one, if I recall correctly.
3: By four and a half.
2: That's correct. So now the Spurs are favored by four and a half, uh, having just played the Suns. And, you know, I don't know how that, like, affects you. I don't know if if that's like, you know, well, the Suns will be out for revenge in this one. But the Spurs are, again, like I've said, low-key, been really good and they're just starting to get their groove back. One thing that I will call out, though, is that the Spurs are 7-15 and at home against the spread. So, Devin, another case of conflicting information here, but we do have some recency that we can go to. How are you feeling about this game?
3: So, uh, yeah, you nailed it right there on the head. The first point I was going to bring up was the – poor performance at home against the spread for the, uh, for the Spurs, which they've just creeped over the 500 mark as far as their home record. But they, they've been under 500 at home, you know, almost all season up until recently, which is just a weird thing to even imagine with um, a Popovich coached Spurs team. But um, seven and three against the spread in their last 10 for San Antonio I think San Antonio performs better against the spread when they are getting points instead of laying them. And I feel like Phoenix is going to, if not win this game outright, they'll probably stay within a bucket or two. It's going to be close like it was last time. Um, These teams are uh, universally the same exact team uh, that played, you know, just about a week ago, not even a week ago. Yeah, Monday, yeah. Um, So – and anything in the favor of Phoenix is that they're actually on the road. You know, they they are 12 and 7 uh, on the road against the spread. And getting four points with a decent, you know, their their defensive numbers have kind of slipped a little bit lately, but typically um, from what I've seen, the the Suns are still in the top half of the defensive ratings on the in the NBA. Aaron Baines is gonna be doubtful, so he's probably gonna be out um this is just too close for me even though we have that recent uh look at look in to what they did recently against each other I'm still probably just going to stay away from this one if I did lean somewhere it would be getting the points with Phoenix um you know Rubio Devin Booker those guys can heat up at any moment uh DeAndre Ayton you know he's a defensive force um so you know it's 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 a stay away game for me. I have no official play, and uh, yeah, not even on the over under. I think these teams just slightly hit the over by like a point or two last time they played. Um, so it it, it was um, it was a close game last time, too close to where I don't have a sight or insight on either side for this game.
2: Yeah, it, this game is hard again. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's games tough to figure out because again, I like the Spurs and the way they've been playing recently. So you would think, again, on paper, that they could cover four, four four and a half easily. However, like you said, the numbers seem to work against the Spurs at home, and oh, like and and they work in favor of the Suns on the road. There's kind of like a little bit of revenge narrative, if you will. It's not as if the Suns aren't playing for playoff contention. And the other thing that kind of like just is driving me nuts about this is that the Suns are another team, and like we talked about with the Pistons, where they look great one day and then look god-awful the next. Mm -hmm. They're all over the map. So they went into Boston and beat the Celtics, which isn't an easy feat to do. And then get beat by the Spurs at home, get demolished at home by the Pacers. So I don't even know what to expect here. There's been some quality wins mixed in with some terrible losses. So that's what I'm kind of thinking about. This is this game could go either which way. Because there's some recency, hey, this team just beat us. You know, we should should probably give it back to them. But at the same time, it's, you know, the Spurs are, are, again, playing better. And their numbers conflict, you know, in terms of their home uh, home road splits against the spread. So, I, I just – yeah, I'm staying away from it. I'm staying yeah. away from it. I'm not touching it. i not touching it. I can see this game going either way, either side, not going there.
3: And I wouldn't be completely shocked if one side absolutely just blew the other team out unexpectedly. You know, just yeah. somehow, you know, just got up quick early. And it, it just was a lopsided game the whole way through.
2: Yeah, no. You're right. You're right. That could very well happen. All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. The Indiana Pacers taking on the Golden State Warriors in the late game. Looking like the Pacers are six, six and a half point favorites. Over under is 214 and a half, it looks like. Again, it's, a, you know, this is a not all that exciting of a game to close out with um, yeah Pacers giving 6 to the home warriors but the home warriors are again you know not you know it's not a good team Pacers I don't know the Pacers have looked apart recently they like like we said they clobbered the uh, Phoenix Suns out in Phoenix as they started this road trip and they got demolished by the Jazz uh, as well. So they're actually, uh, sorry, they're not starting this road trip. They're kind of in the middle of it. They've got uh, golden state and then traveling to Portland before wrapping up uh, this road trip. So it's kind of been like, I don't know, kind of a hit or miss for them on, on this West coast tr- uh, swing for them. Uh, beating the nuggets getting destroyed by the jazz, but who hasn't been getting destroyed by the jazz and then destroying the suns. Uh, so you know, kind of all over the place. But again, the Warriors just have not been good. It's you know, one and nine in their last ten. Dropped two in a row. Against the spread, the Warriors are actually five hundred at home.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: not like you know, not not bad, not terrible. On the road, the Pacers though are very good, thirteen and ten on the road against the spread. So. Again, I look at this and say, on paper, I have no issue with the Pacers laying six points in this one. But, again, you may feel differently. Devin, what do you say?
3: Yeah, so this is a game that I've already placed my wager on. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, I did take Indiana. Um They're just playing some really good basketball right now. Throw that Utah game out. I think that's a little bit of an outlier going to Utah um, after – Utah's been red hot, yeah. um, They just went against two really Buzzsaw-style defensive teams. One thing I will say, Malcolm Brogdon's out with a concussion. So I think that inflated this line a little bit. But, you know, Indiana's got their twin towers and Sabonis and Turner. They got guys that can score the ball like Jeremy Lamb. They've got T.J. Warren. Uh, Aaron holiday and TJ McConnell, um, together combined, I think can make up for what Malcolm Brogdon brings to the table as far as assists, uh, orchestrating the offense, getting some buckets. Um, you know, TJ McConnell's got a better, uh, uh, three point touch than Aaron holiday does. So, I mean, I think this Indiana team's going to be all right. You know, they're five and two in their last seven against the spread. And, um, uh, five and one in their last six on the road against the spread. Yeah. Uh, it, it,
2: it wasn't as if, like like you said, Malcolm Brogdon, you know, being, being out. Like, he's been in and out of the lineup now for the past several weeks. Right, so, I don't right. think that really kind of affects things that much where the line would be at six, six and a half. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. You know,
2: because, again, like we said, on paper, this should be an easy cover for Indiana. So, you know, I don't think Brogdon really changes it that much. Um. Yeah, that's a line I'm not afraid of. Yeah. It's a line I'm not afraid of at all.
3: I'm very comfortable with the six in this one. Um, I can see the page winning by 12 points. Um, you know, they're, they're a good defensive team, and Golden State, um, you know, they struggle to put the ball in the hoop sometimes, yeah. a lot of the times, most of the time. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I hear you. I hear you. All right, that'll about do it. Um, we will post these again. We'll wrap this up. We'll post these on Twitter at Gaming. Check it out. That's where you'll find our collective bets from this podcast and our thoughts on the slate. Uh, Any other non-NBA things you want to get into real quick, Devin?
3: Well, our listeners and all of us know how much I love college basketball, so I can't get off of this show without at least (laughs) putting a game or two out there. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to be a little anticlimactic to start things off. I will preface it with saying that I'm not betting on the Big Ten game tonight because it's Wisconsin-Purdue. I just want to see a good showdown there. Mm-hmm. I will give a good stat, though, to help some of our bettors in the future. Uh, so Big Ten home teams have a record of 128 wins to 24 losses. And against the spread, a Big Ten home team is 87-57-5. and five. So just put that out there. Um, I think tonight with Wisconsin and Purdue, it's going to be a lot closer, so I'm just going to stay away from that one. But remember those numbers whenever you get some good uh, Big Ten games on the slate, maybe tomorrow, uh, Saturday being uh, more college basketball. Uh, Rutgers is the best home team against the spread and record-wise in the Big Ten. Shocker. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my favorite games tonight, I have the Kinesias Golden Griffins. Whoa yeah and they are going to be playing um the Iona Gales they're on the road they're getting two and a half points uh the Golden Griffins that is and uh they are 11 6 and 1 against the spread Iona is 3 and 10 against the spread and uh 3 and 10 at home against or I'm sorry 1 and 3 at home against the spread not a good team uh in general Kinesias is going to I think, win this one, and so I'm sprinkling something on the money line. And then to go over to the Ivy League, Yale, I've got them at minus five and a half. They are uh, taking on the Brown Bears. They're on the road, but they are 10-0 and as a favorite this year. Their wins include uh, beating Clemson, beating Albany, beating Vermont, Bucknell, UMass, losing by two to North Carolina. This is a team that competes. I think they're going to win the Ivy League outright. They're going to be a mid-major representative in the tournament. They might even win a game in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And they are 12 and 3 against spread, one of the best spread teams in the country. Seven and three on the road. And Brown, not so great against spread. Four, eight and one, and just an even 500 at three and three against spread at home. So give me the Yale Bulldogs minus five and a half, and I'm going to take Canisius to get the two and a half points and sprinkle the money line for some college basketball action
2: tonight. I dig it. Thank you for that. And one last thing.
3: It's Royal Rumble weekend, people.
2: <laughs> yes, I am a, a wrestling nerd. I don't have any real bets for you all, but, like, I'm looking at some lines. Um, you know, for the Women's Royal Rumble, you know, Shayna Baszler and Charlotte Flair are, like, super, super favorites. But I like Sasha Banks at 13-1. to 1. And for the men's Royal Rumble, yeah, Reigns and Lesnar, are obviously the storylines like wrap around them. They are the heavy, heavy favorites, but Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman to me, they've been around a while. This might be an opportunity for them to kind of surprise and, and shift storylines around those two guys. So those are going to be my kind of long shots, Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman to win the men's Royal Rumble. Um, We'll see how it goes. I, I love the Royal Rumbles. one of my favorite pay-per-view events on the year. So we'll see how it goes. Guys, that's it for today in sports betting. Again, check us out on Twitter at Gaming, And I'm Josh Millman. You can find me at Josh Millman on Twitter. Devin, what about yourself?
3: I'm at D-A-L-E-007.
2: Beautiful. Guys, have a great weekend. Come back and visit us again. There might be a pod this weekend, I'm not sure, but Ira and I will be back on Monday. Devin, say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Enjoy, guys.